Hey, what's good people? It's CJ Williams for Culturalist Theory. And for this video, we're taking it back to 1999, where we'll rank the 15 albums that dropped under No Limit Records that year. Be sure to hit that like button and subscribe so you don't miss a list. Number 15, Little Italy on top of the world. Hailing from Vallejo, California, not much was known about Little Italy when he dropped his debut album, August of 1999. It is heralded as one of the worst No Limit albums in the label's 96 to 99 heyday. Not one aspect of the artist or album stands out and the West Coast vibe didn't match with the Tanks brand sonically. Even with appearances by P, Fiend, Snoop, and Silk, the album barely cracked the top 100 on Billboard. Now the album does have the distinction of being the last album on No Limit featuring a few Beats by the Pound produced songs before they left in August of 99. That's about it. Number 14, The Foolish Soundtrack. P saw success from his two movie soundtracks, I'm Bout It and I Got the Hookup. So naturally, when he released his third film, Foolish, it was accompanied by a soundtrack featuring some of the tank's biggest names. Unfortunately, the product was nowhere near the same level of quality that the previous soundtracks were. There's very little to take away here. Kane and Abel made the best of their last No Limit feature on Yes Indeed, and singers Odell and Portia easily had the best record with Nothing Stays the Same. Mediocre throwaways from Soldiers made up the rest of this bland soundtrack. Number 13, Little Soldiers, Boot Camp. P is known for experimenting, throwing things up against the wall to see if they stick. Little Soldiers was his attempt at recreating the magic Criss Cross had in the early 90s. Unfortunately, their one and only No Limit album, Boot Camp, wouldn't come close to that level of success, but it wasn't terrible. The sibling duo, nine and seven years old respectively, Little Soldiers low-key had something to say. It's just that their voices sounded like nine and seven-year-olds, so the clarity is missing. Put this album in the better than you'd expect, but not necessarily good category. Number 12, you it. Many considered 1999 to be the beginning of the end for the tank's reign at the top. Do one to the departure of Beats by the Pound, and two, Master P wearing one too many hats at a time. One of those being professional basketball player. P had a short stint in the NBA and decided to capitalize off of that feat with a hoops theme compilation. Dubbed the No Limit All-Stars, the compilation would fail to garner the critical or commercial success his previous compilations, Mean Green and We Can't Be Stopped, did. Filled with familiar faces, I'll give credit to the artists and producers for keeping with the basketball theme. It just didn't have many bangers to warrant repeat listens. Put Me In The Game by Mac, Smash and Ball by Servon, and Wolf by Snoop were straight, but the standout record has to go to Fiend with Cole with it. Also, run back that C-Murder solo song, Be Ballin' On My Block, and then play Mia X's Play With P off of her Mama Drama album. Notice anything? Number 11, Moby Dick. Gangsta Harmony. Talented producer slash vocalist Moby Dick dropped his long-delayed solo album Gangsta Harmony spring of 1999 and the results were so-so. The album is a decent mix of slow jams and mid-tempo melodies with highlights here and there. Picture You and Me, Intercourse, and Smoke My Life Away were strong, but Moby saved the best for last as the final track Leave Her Alone is easily the standout. A valiant attempt, Moby D's one and only No Limit album more or less was a forgettable one. Number 10, Magic, Thuggin'. Mr. Magic's second album is on par with his first, a slightly above average sophomore effort featuring a few sleepers. That's Me and Puff Puff were good, but the record that stood out was the ode to his stomping grounds, Ninth Ward. Also, the album spawned two bangers that didn't get noticed until they were on other projects. Ice On My Wrist and Wobble Wobble were both on his album originally before taking off after being re-released on Masterpiece Only God Can Judge Me and the 504 Boys Goodfellas respectively. Number nine, Mr. Servo on the next level. 
Surf's second album, The Next Level, was the Billboard surprise of the year for No Limit. Powered by the single New York to New Orleans, featuring Big Pun, the album sold 300,000 its first week, almost tripling the sales of the previous effort. Unfortunately, the content of the music didn't match. Sporting a new, stuttering, sometimes offbeat flow, Surf seemed to take a step back creatively. That's not to say that there isn't anything to like. The reflective, I hate the way I live, hard-hitting murder, and sensual freaky dreams all banged. It's just tough to get used to this new found flow he had that felt like he was forcing a style for no reason other than being different. Number eight, C-Murder, Balsalini. Coming off a highly popular debut album, C-Murder had high expectations for his second project, Balsalini. Coming in at a robust 26 tracks, the album was considered by many a disappointment when it released. The album starts off slow, with things heating up around track 10, Ghetto Millionaire. Most of the heat lies in the second half of the album with solid records like I Remember, Where We Wanna with Goody Mob, and Ride On Them Busters. But Balsalini suffers from an identity crisis with its production. Attempting to balance some West Coast G-Funk with No Limit's signature Down South gangster rap, and the results varied greatly. Thankfully, C was able to bounce back with his third effort by staying true to the sound that made No Limit popular. Number seven, Mercedes, Rear End. Many No Limit fans remember vividly the image of Mercedes' album cover, Rear End, being teased for what seemed like a lifetime. Well, we finally got the one and only album from the singer slash rapper late June of 1999. Rear End was surprisingly good. For what the album lacked in vocal talent, it made up in songwriting, production, and features. Bonnie and Clyde with Magic, Crazy About You with P, and the classic I Can Tell with Mac were high quality R&B records for a label mostly known for rap. The album does drag a little bit with one too many skits, but in the end, we're left with a better than expected project and easily the best R&B album from No Limit. Number six, Snoop Dogg, No Limit Top Dog. Although commercially successful, Snoop's No Limit debut was panned by critics for its departure from Snoop's signature West Coast sound. On his follow-up, No Limit Top Dog, Snoop returned to said roots and the results were much more of a natural fit. The Dogfather tapped Cali producers Meech Wells, DJ Quick, and even reunited with former partner in rhyme Dr. Dre, resulting in a more balanced effort this time. Fans responded to the tune of 187,000 copies sold first week, ensuring Snoop made the right call. He even kept the No Limit features to a minimum, not even P makes an appearance, making this and Mr. Servon's The Next Level as the only No Limit albums to not feature a verse from The Colonel in 1999. Number five, Silk, Made Man. Kicking off the year was the youngest Miller brother, Silk the Shocker, with his third album, Made Man. Coming off the popular Charger to the Game, expectations were through the roof. Thankfully, Silk delivered another solid project that was well-received amongst fans and was a commercial success. Selling 240,000 its first week, Silk got his first number one album and back-to-back -back platinum plaques. Records like The Day I Was Made, Southside Ends, and It Takes More were bangers, and even Jay-Z made an appearance on the You Know What We Bout, proving yet again the No Limit sound had expanded far past the Mason-Dixon line. Number four, Master P, Only God Can Judge Me. By the time P's eighth album, Only God Can Judge Me, released in late 1999, many had counted No Limit out. His in-house production team, Beats by the Pound, had left, along with many other popular soldiers. P was forced to come out of retirement that he had promised he'd do after his double album, The Last Dawn, to release a solid 23-track project. P came out the gate swinging with Return of the Dawn, featuring Silk, and kept the heat turned up for most of the album. He even fired back at Rivals Cash Money and Pastor Troy on Ice On My Wrist and Y'all Don't Want None, respectively. Only God Can Judge Me is one of the stronger masterpiece solo albums that many fans slept on. The last release of 1999, the album did just enough to keep fans that were still attentive waving the No Limit flag through 2000. Number three, TRU, The Crime Family. 
Despite being down a few soldiers, the tank still had the three Miller brothers repping. P decided to revisit the group TRU, dropping their fifth album, The Crime Family, to pretty positive results. The album followed the same formula fans had grown to love. Reflective joints mixed with street records featuring your favorite soldiers, and even some promising new ones. Hearing the outside noise about the label falling off, P and company sound rejuvenated. Joints like Runaway Slaves, Don't F With True, and Don't Judge Me were nice, and the album produced a hit record, Hootie Who, just missing the top 10 on Billboard 200. Now clocking in at over 90 minutes, the double album inevitably has its skips, but overall is a great follow-up to the classic truth to the game, proving the tank hadn't run out of gas. Number two, Mac, World War III. Mac's second No Limit album had all the odds stacked against it. Multi-platinum producers Beats by the Pound had left the label, leaving many questioning whether the tank would be able to produce quality albums anymore. But those concerns were quickly put to rest when World War III released September of 1999. Arguably the best lyrical rapper in the camp, Mac is as sharp as ever on World War III, telling vivid stories of the streets with joints like Battle Cry, Just Another Thug, and the eerily forecasting Lockdown remix. While not as commercially successful, as his previous album, and the production did take some warming up too, but the album is fantastic. It's a shame Mac was charged with manslaughter the following year, making this the last No Limit project for him. Now before we get to number one, make sure you check out our rankings of 1997 and 1998 No Limit records. Links to those episodes are in the description below. Number one, Fiend Street Life. Fiend did something that very few No Limit soldiers can claim, and that's make an album on the label that didn't sound anything like a No Limit record. Sure, Fiend continued to show his strong song making ability that we heard on his previous album, but it's the production that really steals the show. The last album fully produced by Beats by the Pound, Street Life is considered their swan song. The layered production is superb on joints like Talk It How I Bring It, the rock show, and Heart of a Ghetto Boy. Fiend brought his A-game throughout the project, and it's no wonder he would continue to make good music long after his No Limit days were numbered. We do have one last request to whoever it may concern. Can we please get this album on streaming sites? The fans deserve it. That was the 15 albums from No Limit Records in 1999 ranked. Salute to you if you made it to the end. Now, leave a comment below and let me know if we got it right and which No Limit ranking you wanna see next. Until then, I'm CJ Williams for Culturalist Theory. I'm out.